what's happening, everybody? You're listening to the Work For It podcast, where our emphasis is business in the workshop. And for as little as $1 a month or $12 a year, you can support our work. Just go to patreon.com forward slash work for it to find out more. $12 a year, that's like a taco these days. I love tacos. What's happening, everybody? You're listening to the Work For Podcast, baby! Oh, my God! Bah! Holy It's Blade Show shit. Week! We are on our way! Well, not really yet. I haven't left yet. Brian, have you left yet? Are you no, on your way yet? I haven't left yet, but by the time that this is live, I will be on my way. I'm yeah, so excited. Yeah, me too, actually. I'll, I'll be listening back to the show, probably, in the car... As I'm driving northbound on I-75 towards Atlanta, smelling like pickles because Mr. Nick Tobin from Pickle Cutters is on his way right now as I speak. He is in Newark, New Jersey, getting on an airplane to fly into Florida to hang out with me. So, and then we're driving back north. If that, It's like he's, he's doubling back, if that makes sense. I mean, if you gotta go that way, I, I personally think that this is this is going to be the the way to go to Blade Show next year. Yeah. Fly down to Naples, hang out with Brian House for a couple of days, and then travel up, and then travel back, and you might as well spend a couple more days there. You know, mm, yes. how many people are you planning on hosting next year? I mean, bring it. I mean, we got the space; we could do it. I mean, you know, everybody have to crash on the floor, and like you know, we've got. We've got some beds, we've got, uh, but in couches, you know, so. Yeah. I mean, I'm open, man. Yeah, absolutely. We could caravan up or something, like get like a, we could get like, rent one of those sprinter uh, vans or whatever, and then we could all just load into it and go. Have you ever thought about getting an Astro van? <laughs> we actually want to make it to Blade Show, though. Oh, uh, Brian, okay. You want to yeah, get there, yeah. right? I mean, you know, yeah, definitely an Astro van. That would that would stack it up. You could put quite a few people in there. Oh yeah, um, yes you can. Yeah, can for confirm. Sure. And we could all sing, um, you know, hundred bottles of beer on the wall or whatever. And, I mean, um, yeah, yeah, man. How you doing? What's going on uh, in your shop this week? I, I mean, you're all fired up. You're uh, I'm all fired up. You did yeah. the morning like you did the morning crack cocaine to start the <laughs> podcast off. I'm only half a cup of coffee in oh actually God. too, and uh, in so I got like a head cold like a like uh, right after um, the podcast last week. So I've been feeling this head cold. It's not been terrible though. So or, yeah, you know, I'm I'm okay. I'm surviving. So if you hear my I thought it was allergies at first and then, you know, just never really went away. So yeah. if you hear it in my voice and you see me at uh, Blade Show, you know, just uh, just know that I'm I'm OK. I'm not. Wash your hands around dead. Brian. I'm going to cough away from everyone this time. So oh. I don't know. I'm, I'm I feel fine. So everything's good. And, um, you know, we're ba- basically <clears throat> what I've been doing the last week has been preparing for Nick to come, you know, like mm-hmm. cleaning the house, making sure he's got a place to sleep and all that. And then um, I've been just feverishly trying to get orders out. You know, we've we got slammed again and just it's been we're so blessed. Thank you so much for everybody who supported my work, like through going through Housemaid and stuff. It's unbelievable. And um, I, I finally packed my last I think my last order this morning. 
So um, everything will get out. Now, if you order something, you know, today or late in the day today or beyond all the way to Sunday, it won't ship until, you know, probably Tuesday of next week. So, But it might have, you know, Pickles hands all over it because I'm sure he's going to help you, you know, pack up a few. I would imagine, yeah. I, he uh, he definitely doesn't want to sit around, and we are up. Oh, I think I hear Ben joining Gentlemen. us in. <gasps> ben Butler? Welcome oh, to the show. He lives. Hey, what's happening? Blade we're just show, talking about babies. We were just talking <laughs> about uh, Pickle coming down and helping me out in the shop, and, and uh, well, yeah. next week after Blade Show, he's coming back with us from oh, Florida. Sweet. I didn't or From that. Atlanta to Florida. Yeah, and then we're going to hang out for a little bit. So we're recording this show this week without him, even though he's flying in today, because timing-wise, he gets in at 2 o'clock here. Uh, By the time 2 o'clock rolls around, he grabs something to eat, and we get on the mics, it's 4 o'clock. By the time we're off the pod, it's 6.30, 7 o'clock. By the time I get edited, it's 8 o'clock. You know, it's it's too much because i got to leave in the morning. i got to leave at, like, 5 a.m. So earlier the better. As soon as this podcast is done, I'm taking all of my packed bags, I'm loading it in the Astro van, and I'm on my way, baby. Oh, Ooh. yeah. A lot of people traveling uh, over the next day or two here. I've been seeing lots of posts, some folks, you know, making the, the pilgrimage, seems like. Yeah. Yep. It's awesome. Yep. And Bald Man will be stopping by the shop today oh, before nice. he leaves to hang out just a little bit with with me and Pickle, but he also needs to etch his final uh, selection of blades that he's taking with him to the show. So, like, uh, nice, he comes nice. over and does all of his laser etching here. So and, how many... Uh, um, he's crushing it. So I've been kind of wondering this. You know, I see all these guys making knives, making shit to take to Blade Show. What's an average number of knives to take? Alexa, turn off the air! <laughs> <laughs> you bitch! She's We've a salty that bitch, that Alexa. <laughs> Oh, We've missed that, you. Ben. We missed yeah. that. <laughs> I, I would say at the on the tables, there's like anywhere between ten and twenty knives on a, okay. on average, and that's and, what's being shown. You know, yep. it, some guys like uh, one orders. of our patrons, uh, Marcus over at MW Steelworks. He's he's going to be there this year. His his table is one of the few tables. I I mean, it's always jam packed with blades because he just crushes it for like two months straight and brings yeah. like fifty or hundred blades. But a lot of the other guys, you know, they're they're more reserved. So maybe sure. they've sold more throughout the year. Now, I'm not saying Marcus doesn't. That's a right. bad way to say it. But he what might say the other guys he produces. Are, yeah. yeah, he's like a mass producer of knives. Like he knows yep. how to like really uh, crunch them and get them done. And then imagine, when he sells one, he takes one out of a box and puts another one out. So it's like yep. it's his tables always. Wow. Full. Yeah, I imagine yeah. other folks, you know, talk about. Uh, an order process as well you know oh i've got this one if you want a few changes we can work that out and you know do it off of the blade show floor or whatever yeah yeah and what do you and uh, then you've got also you've got a lot of guys who are are not making handmade knives but they're maybe machine made and yeah. so there's a lot of that going on too plus all these production run um facilities microtech and um, ernest emerson mm-hmm. Um, by the way, Ernest Emerson is rocking revolutions in his factory now. Hey, he is, no uh, he is grinding nice. all of his knives on revolutions. Not what do you all think? Of them. I'm sure he's got other grinders, but what do you think the average sale price is on a knife at Blade Show? Oh man, it's like Any buying guesses? a car. You yeah. know, 
Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's it really is. It's like you if you you can either buy a Toyota or a Ferrari there, you know, there right. there's just everything in between. So I would say on average, you're going to like at a table, you're going to see stuff in the like upper 100s, like 190s to 200s, and then uh, all the way up to on average, I'd say like seven, eight hundred dollars. And then then there's the post eight hundred dollar runs, which is all the, you know, stuff that uh, the mosaic Damascus is probably pretty, um, probably pretty well defined curve. Right. Where, like you say, from two to to say eight hundred, there's a shitload of knives being sold at that price point. And then from the like one thousand fifteen hundred to three grand, there's like a bunch of shit at that end, too, I'll bet, you know. There's a little less in that in that upper range, but it's it's all there. And, you know, there's and there's a lot of deals going on in the hallway. And, you know, like it's there's a lot of uh, last year when I was at Blade, I called into Knife Talk and they were talking about brown bagging. And of course, I didn't know what they were really talking about at the time because it was my first time at Blade. But that does go on. And, you know, people are bringing knives. And um, one of the things I, I found funny was that. Walter Sorrels, I love Walter, but he mentions on one of his, like, I don't know if he has a table or not. I would imagine he does, but he says he's he's bringing knives for sale. Like, he's just going to be wandering around. I was like, Walter, I I don't think that that's something you broadcast. Yeah, but, uh, but, you know, you get a big name. You get a big name like Walter Sorrels, and I'm pretty sure he could do whatever the hell he wanted. I guess. I mean, who's going to kick him out? Quite a flex. I don't know, man. I mean, you know, because he says it like right in one of his videos, like, if you want a knife, you know, just pull me aside and I'll talk to you about it. And I was like, wait a minute. (laughs) Uh, And what's a booth cost? Like, what's a table cost? I think it's like 650, depending on where you're at. You know, you can get a booth uh, in the, you know, for a couple thousand if you're like a bigger vendor. Like an exhibitor. It's not terrible. Now, yeah. sorry, I'm just peppering you guys with these Blade questions, but um, so really, realistically, right? Like you sell a handful, three, four knives. Your boot, you got your table paid for, and then you sell another yeah. three, four knives. You got your flight paid for, another yeah. three, four knives. You know, so you sell a dozen knives, you pay for the trip. Yeah, yeah. I mean, a, a lot of guys don't go there with that intention. You know, they're really yeah. just you trying to rub elbows and show off their sure. work and all of that. And Blade is a great networking experience for people yeah. who are into the hobby. So, you know, it's, it's one of those of things is, where. Uh, how much of it is uh, uh, selling knives versus selling uh, knife making supplies and equipment? I'd mm. say about half, half. I mean, you okay. know, the, the not, not so much the knife making equipment as in, I mean, there's grinder vendors there and all of that, but there's yeah. also a lot of, people selling like materials wood and yeah yeah handle wood. material it's really nice to be able to walk up to something oh fuck yeah hold it in your hand and know what you're buying versus seeing it online there's a there's a significant difference and then if you wait until sunday and it's still on the table a lot of times you know they're trying to discount it and get it out yep. the door and you can get some pretty stellar deals man i still have a drawer full of blade show knife handle material that i need to, to use up from last year yeah. I just never got around to it, but um, I've so used can, a lot of it. But I can remember um, when I was in college, must have been sophomore year or something like that, I had a Crohn's uh, flare-up craziness and had surgery, had to take a semester off. I guess it would have been like 
my junior slash senior year of my undergrad and had surgery, took a semester off and ultimately ended up out here in Idaho doing an internship at that time kind of led to all that. But, but before all that, like maybe a month out of surgery, my dad, uh, worked for a ceramics coating company way back in the very early days of Sarah Hone, which is sort of a sprayed on ceramic coating um, that you see around a fair bit now. But yeah, back then they call it, was, it Sarah Coat. Now. Yep, Sarah Coat. Yep. yep. Mm-hmm. And it was Sarah Hone at the time and they were spraying shit on case knives and all kind of fucking stuff. But anyway, <laughs> he called me up and he said, hey, uh, I'm going to Vegas. He was the sales guy. He's like, I'm going to Vegas to this big shot show. And at the time, I had no idea what the hell shot show was, you know? He's like, do you want to come? I'm like, sure. Sounds awesome. You know, well, shot show is what? Sporting, hunting, and outdoor trades or something. S-H-O-T. Okay. And it is massive. They fill the Las Vegas Convention Center. Just filled to the gills. Just massive. Everything from fucking taxidermy to tackle for fly fishing, you know, and knives and guns and ATVs and you name it. I mean, just insanity. <laughs> it's a billion dollar industry. Oh my like Lord. Yeah. But I remember, so I worked the booth with him a little bit and right next door to us was, uh, miles. I can't remember what the hell his name is, but he, he shot the biggest, you know, Boone and Crockett whitetail. And so the big, you know, he had the big whitetail mount hanging out there and, my point is at the end of the show, you're absolutely right. There were all these guys with all these booths just giving shit away because it was cheaper to give it away than to ship and it home. It away. Really? <laughs> wow. Yeah. yeah. It was insane. Like I picked up so much shit, you know? I, mean, I, I will say if you see guy. something you want though, yeah. you better buy it because somebody yep. else will snag it. So like, you know, it's, it's one of those things where, there's like usually a vendor that's I love desert ironwood, you know, and, and like you yeah. can find some of the coolest blocks there. Well, there's always a vendor there that's got like a pile of desert ironwood. So at the last day, they like discount the blocks down, you know, and yeah. and Man. You know, that's something that, um, you know, you can dig through the pile and, you know, there'll be yeah. something there to, to snag. Man, I messed up because, you know, I, I am not going to the la- final day of Blade Show because I have a flight in the m- middle of the day. Well, yeah. it's usually even late Saturday, too. Yeah, okay. Is, right. There's a lot of stuff right. going on. Yeah, Sunday morning, everybody's there, but they're kind of cleaning up. and you know, Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. So even late Saturday, you're, you're going to find some deals. And, uh, yeah, so I know just I've keep got, that in mind. I've got room in my bag to fill before I come home, so... Not, not that I have a whole lot of money to play with, but you know, you, you might find something. So, yeah. all right. Oh, so, always. so the plan, right, um, for you guys are is to be roving reporters and helpers. B Cone, mm-hmm. you're going to be doing interviewing. You're going to interview some dudes. Absolutely. Still cooking, and uh, yep. Brian, are you going to be the man on the street for uh, knife talk? Yeah, well, I don't know. I'm gonna, I'm, uh, I might uh, call <laughs> in the knife talk. I haven't it, talked yeah. to Jeff about that yet. Maybe Are you still I, doing I, you the know? live show thing or not anymore, right? I don't know. I don't think the live thing goes on anymore. But um, well, What the hell? Why don't we do a live show? We could. Do a well, little extra episode. So Bald Man was telling me, he was like, you know, it would be really cool is if you set up a microphone and uh, a couple of microphones near the pit and yeah. just start oh, pulling God. people. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> I love it. And, um, 
I'm, I don't I'm know game. if logistically that's possible um, because what what would happen is I think is we would just record it and yeah. then pl- play it yeah. back later, you know, edit it and then play it back later because, and again, like I said, I don't know if this is possible, but what would happen is I would set up my laptop and my, my gear microphones and then everybody, you know, what, you know, if you wanted to come sit and have a drink with me, you could do that. We would record it and just call it like, you know, um, a night in the pit with Brian or drinks and, on the house, yeah, drinks on two. the house or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, but again, I, you know, last year the pit inside of the pit, like where that is, is really loud. Like that's not a logistically possible. You couldn't do it there, but you could, there's like these little offshoot, um, little hallways, you know, that you could go down and you could uh, possibly find a spot. The, the downside is, is where do you get electricity and will the hotel let me do it? Mm, um, yeah. You know, that's that's the other thing. So I need I to think, like, um, ask a few people. I know. think even if you just did like, you know, uh, the voice memos on your phone or whatever, you know, just something real that's simple or uh, what's yeah, the uh, go easy. There's also a podcast app. Uh, I'll have to look it up that. It's one of those like totally free things and really dead simple. Works with the phone. I'll send you a the link. voice. Believe it or oh. not, the voice recording app yeah. on the iPhone is really Great. good. Like yeah. it, it could work. It you just have a little lapel um, mic or something. You know. Well, you don't even need a mic. I think you just use the phone. True. And, and True. it would record that way, and hopefully we get some good usable audio. Um, the the only thing is, is like I would want to be prepared to ask. Um, Maybe a one or two questions, you know, yeah. to fight my fellow blade makers. Now, and I don't I've, know really what those would be. With my interview questions, I have a list of ten questions that I'm asking every person. So I you mean, want me to join in with you and do my own separate recording? And oh hell mix it yeah! All Why together, not? Or, Let's or, do it. That's what I was gonna say. You guys team up, yeah. Cool. Yeah, if you, I, if, I can do a couple separate. I can do a couple separate as long as I get you know ten or twelve or something. Uh, oh, separate interviews. Oh, oh, I yeah. know. But yeah. after I get those 12 so I can release once a month on these things, after that, it's all fair game. Well, my my version would just be audio and we would just do yeah. it on the podcast or whatever. Maybe we can mix in some of your stuff, too. So we could you know, slide we, them into an episode or we could just do a, a, a Blade Joe recap episode. And you yeah. know, the other could, thought I had was having everybody do the bumpers, you know. Hey, this oh, is Steve yeah. Schwarzer. You know, you're listening oh, to the Work For It podcast. That would be thing. sweet. I like that. Yeah. You know, because bumpers are like, I can have everybody do those. And they we would have to do one shit. of those. We should have. We had Duress to do one. And, and like, I just, I never use it. You know, it's yeah. like in my archive. But uh, we, yeah, I want, I want everybody to do it because then we'll just throw it into the rotation before the show. Um, but, anyways, but I'm excited about Blade Show and I'm excited to go. Uh, and like I said, I, I think uh, if you go with the intention of just wandering and seeing everyone and having a good time, there is no way in hell you cannot have a good time at this thing. Yeah. It See, is just so I feel much like, fun. I feel like that is the way to do it, because like if you have a table, you're tethered to that table and you don't really get to wander around and see people. I'm with you. This is this is my uh, strategy is that I thought about doing a booth, could have easily done one. And I just. My, Man. I really want to go and just hang out. <laughs> if you go, I mean, so, you should. You gotta have somebody watch your fucking booth to go take a shit. I know. You know. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. For sure. A lot of yep. work. So, 
It is a lot of work, but uh, but we but appreciate also, those that do it because yeah. they, you know they're out there, you know, slinging their stuff and. If, if you want to make a name up. for yourself, right, you got to show up and you got to be at those things, and that's kind of uh, you know the price of doing business at some level. Showing up but, is half half the battle with these half things, the battle, think, man. Especially yeah. during a pandemic, it seems like. But um, but uh, anyway, guys. So moving forward, my shop has been. Uh, I've okay. Two things I want to bring up, talk about, uh, right uh, that are happening in my workshop. One of which is the Forge project. I made significant. Um, moving uh, movement forward on that project, and um, I started recording my prototype uh, video for it for YouTube. I just didn't have a chance to finish it before I left for Blade, and it's really just showing off the first one I built, and showing off the things I like and the things I don't like and all of that. So there's that. But then I also went ahead and redesigned it, found sources for a lot of the things, made contacts in the industry. And um, so now I'm I feel like I, I have a better connection point uh, for the materials, you know, that, that are going to go into this thing. And 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 I've also had a few very successful tests, test runs where I've heated steel to forge welding temperatures. No problem. Like everything is operational and functional and easy and quick. Also added a. Uh, I don't know if you saw this little quick video I did last week about the solenoid, um, and I got roasted in the comments by all the boiler maker guys. But I, uh, I, I called it an <laughs> pun intended. I got <laughs> I said it's an always closed solenoid. Oh yeah, yeah. Right. Which I, it, I, it's like you it's very clearly that. said that right? right. Very clearly, like it's always closed. Seems always closed. Right. So because uh, you know I. Anyway, it's always closed. So it, yeah. basically what it is, is it's a little device. It's got threaded ends, brass threaded ends on each side. You plumb it into your line that goes to from your propane tank to your forge. And if you lose power, meaning when there's power applied to this device, it's open. But the minute the power is removed, it shuts itself off. So that's why they call it always cl- Well, they don't call it always it's closed. Like a- it's like a switch, it, right? There's momentary switches. There's um, it's called normally on. closed. Yeah, I used right. the wrong the wrong nomenclature. Yeah. I said right. always closed, not normally closed or normally. Yeah. You know what? I'm gonna get roasted again. Let me just look it up real quick because there's a <laughs> there's an industry standard for there this. Is. Yeah, it's and, and it applies the valves and <clears throat> switches, doesn't it? I, I found every like wordsmith on the planet. Um, solenoid. <laughs> you you seem to be finding these fucking jackoffs lately. Okay, so it is called normally closed. Okay, normally very closed. Good. There you Not go. always closed because if you say yep. always closed, there's normally you're a closed, moron. normally open, right? Right. Or, or the, that's I, the... I was I was essentially called an abs like a moron like multiple times on multiple different platforms yeah. because I instead of saying normally closed, I said always. Because closed. you know that really fucking matters. That really, but, uh, really but, fucking matters. But, again, again, <laughs> it doesn't work the it, same if you don't call it the correct thing. When when I said it, I knew I didn't take the time to go research it, like to figure out what it's actually called. Yeah. And I thought in my back of my head, I'm like, if I'm saying this wrong, somebody's gonna roast the shit out of me. And yeah. and, and then I thought about like the engagement and like how the algorithm works. I was like, you know what? Screw I like it. it. I like it. I like it. Sure enough. Sure enough. It was like. like it. 
It's called normally closed, and it, this is the thing. Here's what I really don't like is when people use the wrong terminology when they're talking about <laughs> solenoids because what like. we're talking about here is something like an explosive it really, gas. It really and if matters. if you use the wrong term and then somebody goes and tries <laughs> to find an always closed and not a normally closed solenoid, you're responsible for their death and the family's death that is yeah. all around them. Their house is going to blow like up, you. and it's your fault. It's not you like you switched it up. It's not it's like you told them fault. to buy. It's not like you oh, told them to buy a normally open valve. You know, it's not like you told them to buy the wrong fucking thing. You called it the wrong fucking thing. <laughs> and boy, the and it was like I'm not trying to be a dick here, but yes, here's the are. thing. I'm like, all right, look. And then I'm just like, so my response was, you're correct. That's <laughs> you it. Dick. That was my response. Yes, you're right. I said the wrong thing. You dick. <laughs> okay. And? Okay. And then well, my other response was, and this is my personal favorite, you know, I can't be an expert in everything. Right. Uh, I'm too busy being <laughs> fucking perfect over here. I can't get everything right. <laughs> anyway, so I got roasted like a, like a, like that. And oh, then, um, and I was like, okay, so, you know, whatever. It's normally closed, just so you're aware. If you're looking for one of these solenoids, it's normally closed. Then I got all the guys who go, well, that's great. So it shuts off when the power goes out. But what happens when the power comes back on? Oh, my God. Oh, it opens back up. Jesus. And I, and I was like, <laughs> well, then it would open back up. And they're like, exactly. Yeah. Then and the now fucking you're dumping propane into your, into your shop unattended. Uh, you and know, like, though. How they, many times do you walk away from your forge? Yeah. And and like so, if you're doing that and you're leaving a forge burning you're gonna at 2400 fucking Fahrenheit, gas, man. You you're know, if the, the power problem. goes out and you yeah, oh. It's so this this sort of reminds me of last episode when I talked about the sparks I saw on my CNC machine, right? Now, you're going to blow your shop up. Right. Ben. Derek from Malden. You're going to blow it up. Right, our man Derek says, "Hey, actually, I leave my dust collection on. I want it to fucking flame up. I want it to happen right then and there, so I'm not up all night worrying about is it smoldering? Is it going to burn my fucking place up? So there are always going to be two sides to every safety coin, and I think to me that's what I hate about the safety police shit on social media because so Ben, if one of those sparks it makes ways. its way up into your dust collector, yeah. let's just let's just play the scenario out. Yeah. Then you walk outside of your shop and a school bus careening yeah. down your and street. Twenty six kids get out loses of the bus. its brake lines <laughs> during this 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 travel down the hill and it starts to swerve and then it smashes into your dust collection system now normally the kids would be fine but instead now, your dust switch. collector is on fire and it catches the bus on fire and blows and you up put that normally don't get me started about this always closed solenoid brian house is talking about on facebook <laughs> I mean, oh, you'll never get it right. You know, you, it's you, gonna it burn never the world never, down, ever, man. Ever will safety the and world um, burning down. You can. It's that. It's that design principle too, right? That I. I think I've talked about it on the show in the past. In education, there is has always been a push to design for the average student, right? And what we do when we design for average is That's we me, miss edges. Way. Right? Slightly we, above. <laughs> we miss the edges. There's always a wicked smart kid and there's always a wicked dumb kid, 
The same with safety, right? If you design for the masses, you miss the, you know, naturally uh, super safe person and you miss, miss the risky person. So I think to me, it's one of those, you know, we can design for the middle with safety and it's going to always miss the edge cases. That's just the way it is. You can never hit them all. But if you design, if you design for the morons who are the, the most unsafe workers, then you're insulting those that are naturally safe, you know, or safety conscious. So you never win. Never fucking win. <laughs> I don't know where I fall into any of that. Although I, either, I will but... say, hey, it's a, it's a, that, that valve is always closed. Yeah. So, yeah. Yep. Anyway. And, and, it, and it's also normally closed. <laughs> normally it's, it's always closed. normally closed Brian. You know, no yeah no, normally it's always dick. closed <laughs> normally brian what do you uh, got going on in your shop what are you doing before blade well it's actually been kind of a slow day or week in my shop i actually didn't get a whole lot of time in there because we went up north with my uh with emily's family up to their campsite up north in wolverine so you know, I went camping this weekend, kind of relaxed a little bit. I got one day in yesterday, and then today I'm going to probably get over there and do just a little bit of work before I head over to my parents who will then, you know, drop me off in Detroit to fly down. But it, it hasn't been a whole lot of work in the shop, so I, I have made progress on my new batch of 13 knives. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, it's just kind of not been a whole lot of stuff going on. I, I did do a little bit of editing, so I've got more videos coming out. So nice. at least there's that. I, I just feel really unproductive this week, honestly. Man, nice. That sounds really, really nice, actually. Yeah. <laughs> I could use it. It was fun. Like that. It was fun. But, you know, now I feel like I'm behind the eight ball and everything. And then, of course, I'm going down to Blade Show. And then I'm also not going to work the first couple, day, couple days when I get back because I want to make sure I don't catch COVID that oh. while I was there. And my shop is in Emily's grandma's backyard, so I don't want to give it to her, of course. So. Oh, yeah. So it'll probably be a while before I actually get to be in my shop, which means I'm going to be like, you know, a, a crackhead, you know, trying to get yeah. my fix, making knives. But nice. You can't, like, bypass grandma's house, like, go just stay outside or whatever? She's asked, she's asked me to, to test and test negative before I come over, oh. so I'm, I'm just going to follow, you know. Oh, I see. Be a good Respect kid. Be a good grandma. boy. Definitely. Yeah. God, oh man, grandma for sure. And I yeah. appreciate it because <clears throat> she's in the uh, the high risk category. Yeah. You know, exactly. You know, yeah, it's, sure. it, COVID's been so weird lately. You know, it's like it, it just fucking all of a sudden shows up and you see a little rash of it, you know, just kick kick back up. I think people are just getting sick and tired of it. And they're, yeah. <clears throat> they're willing to, I think people are willing to now let the herd immunity kind of yep. take place and so the people like, that get, get it, it don't seem to be too affected by it but if you if you think about it like the um the flu is a similar virus and you get it and it probably started off like covid you know and you know killed yeah. a bunch of people it still does but you know mm-hmm. it's gonna go through us and you know you're gonna get it and hopefully yeah. you get through it and whatever and then you know but you know two and a half years now i mean we, we gotta start um, yeah, we got to start moving forward. Start for sure. getting so forward, to getting get us it. away from the COVID talk, Ben, what's going on in your week? It's been a while since we talked to you. Man, <clears throat> so quite a bit. <laughs> it's like yeah, no shit. all of a sudden the world caught on fire for me. Um, 
So it's I've you actually didn't have a normally closed solenoid. I yeah, I'm not normally uh, <laughs> closed, so things are flapping in the wind. But um, I've taken <laughs> I've taken a new taken a bit of a new job in a way, I guess. Oh I'd no call shit! It. Yeah. So uh, the boys go to uh, Catholic school here in Boise, and it's a cool little community. I have always volunteered a ton. I used to run a maker club there and lots of fun stuff after school and just coaching basketball and whatever, you know, just kind of always there. Well, through all this, they, uh, I was on the school board for a while and through all this, they have done a big study on, um, sort of building maintenance and realized that there is a ton of stuff that has been neglected for a ton of years and uh, they've put together a big pile of money and they want to do all of the repairs this summer. So that is like uh, new concrete for the basketball courts, you know, basically building new basketball courts, painting the entire inside of the school, putting new flooring on the entire inside of the school, um, you know, just a whole laundry list or some plumbing that needs fixed. And uh, so all these sort of big I guess you'd call them construction projects. And so they're bringing me on to sort of be the project manager of all of the work that's being done there this summer. Wow. So Hey, that's pretty cool. Yeah, it'll be it'll be really cool. So it'll be, you know, not a full-time thing by any stretch, just part-time and probably be probably end up being more volunteer hours than paid hours, but really kind of cool. So <clears throat> yesterday uh was the first day after all the kids got out, right? Because the kids got out last Thursday, I think it was. And uh, so I popped over to the school. It's kind of nice, just really casual, you know, just pop in, see what's going on, check in with the contractors and really kind of my style. But popped in and, you know, there's excavators working out in the yard. There's painters running around prepping for paint. There's contractors knocking out a couple walls. There's plumbers cutting holes in the fucking concrete in the kitchen. I'm like, holy Damn. shit. <laughs> there's like this rash of stuff going because, you know, you have a really short window. We've got two and a half-ish months to get all the work done. And there's urgency with, you know, money because... You know, as it works in those types of situations, it's like some money came from this fund and some came from this donation and some came from this angle. And so it's like we got to get, you know, we got money now. We got to make hay while the sun shines kind of thing. And so, yeah, that's been kind of a cool, a cool new endeavor for me. So it's been pretty neat. Um, got that going. I've got aprons being made. Okay, cool. and that's going. I've got hats with B Cone that we hey. got to figure out how to get to you. If yeah, can. I don't know how we're gonna do that at this point. <laughs> you guys are both in an Airbnb, right? Yeah, I got ideas. I don't know okay. if it'll work, but I got ideas. Um, and the CNC machine's been eating my lunch a little bit, but I but I uh, got some really cool work done cutting brass and copper on the shop bot. And man, it is so freaking cool. Um, it started with your logo, B-Cone, because your logo is basically a signature. Correct. And uh, what I found, so I tried cutting your logo, uh, basically relief carving, right? Tried carving that into MDF hardwood, uh, HDPE plastic. I tried, you know, half a dozen different materials 
and none of them could hold that tolerance. Mm. The, the line width on your signature was about a tenth of an inch when I shrunk it down to the size that we needed for the hat. And basically, <clears throat> um, your signature turned into just crumbly dust. So I ended up carving it out of brass. And I, uh, I wasn't sure if it was going to work because the stock that I get from uh, Maritime, there's sheet stock and then there's bar stock. Well, the bar stock's an inch and a half wide and I needed it to be, I don't know, an inch and three quarters, I think it was, was the skinniest. So I couldn't carve it out of that bar stock, which is about a quarter of an inch thick. And I was like, I don't know if sheet stock's going to be thick enough to give me a deep enough relief to where I could make it into a stamp. But mm. it turns out it was. So hey, cool. really cool. The, the leather stamped so freaking well. It looks killer. I'm going to send you pictures today. It is just sexy, sexy, sexy. They are good looking hats and good looking logos. But... So I, got I that did going. see. I did see you sent us a picture where the logo's backwards once. What happened there? <laughs> <laughs> Very good. So when you are carving a stamp, right? Or if you're, uh, say, uh, screen printing a shirt or doing any kind of, uh, you know, putting a logo on something, you need to mirror the image to build the stamp. And, uh, yeah, didn't do that the first round. <laughs> so <laughs> you got a really nice brass nameplate now that I'll send you. <laughs> Great. <laughs> you got yeah. excited and just made the cut. Yeah, I, I know did. how that is. Yeah. And, you know, in the back of my mind, I'm like, I got to I gotta mirror it before I send it to the machine. Got to mirror it. No, it didn't work. But, it's never happened. And then I was also doing it the same time for Dennis Tyrell's apron, uh, his logo is the shark. And so I carved that on the CNC, uh, sort of a relief carving where it's got a nice, I got a nice little shape uh, that I put around it. And then the shark sort of sticks out. And then I infilled or color filled with, um, oh, what is it? Black enamel paint. So it looks oh. so fucking cool. <laughs> like this this shark uh chest plate kind of a thing and it's just it's gonna look so badass on that apron so that's going out and then uh also making an apron for uh mr pickle and that's gonna get put to use i guess after blade show when you guys are forging down in florida so that'll that'll be waiting for you guys when you get back you're a busy man Man, it's, you know, just always cooking and it's not <laughs> true to my form. It's not, uh, there's not a theme that runs through it, which is what I struggle with. I think, you know, everything is different. Every day is different. And I struggle to find enough consistency to where I can plan on it. <laughs> so it's kind of hard right now. Like that's what's eating my lunch the, the the most lately, you know. Yeah. Do you guys find definitely. that where where it's like, you know, you've got fifteen things on your list, every one of them's probably at least a day's worth of work, and none of them are related enough to where you could, you know, one could benefit the other. Mm. Yeah. 
I don't, I don't yeah. know. Just yeah, yeah, like where I, I think so. <clears throat> here's a classic example of this. So in my community, we need a sign. Like I live in a small neighborhood. It's like 33 houses. In Florida, yeah. everyone lives behind a gate. So I live behind a gate right. thing. And um, it's only 33 houses, and everybody misses our street. Uh, Even though it's, it's clearly labeled, but, you know, there's – it. basically, it's just a it's, a – it's a side street that just looks like nothing. It looks like it goes nowhere. And um, so vendors, everybody goes into the wrong neighborhood or whatever. It's always a, always a big issue. And um, so, you know, I'm friends on Facebook with a bunch of people in my neighborhood, and they're like – I'll just go, you know, have Brian go ahead and uh, make a sign uh, yep, uh, for, for this. Yep. And um, and I'm also the VP of the board. So, like, yep. I, so, 100%. of course, I get this, this, I get this like message. Identical. And they're like, they're like, oh, hey, here's the specs for the sign. We need it. Yeah, you, you just know, do you that quick, right? Whatever. And I was like, oh, by the way, there's I'm an event coming shop. up, Brian. There's an event on <clears> Tuesday. <throat> so, if you could have it installed by yeah. Monday, that'd be great. I'm Thanks. Like, so I respond to the, the person asking me this and I go, well, you know, I'm not a sign shop, you know, I appreciate the yeah, offer and yeah. whatever else. And they're like, well, just quote it anyway. And yeah. I'm like, uh, you don't oh, understand yeah. what yeah. I'm saying here. It, it, no, it's like, what I, I'm saying, <laughs> I'm saying, I say, I, you know, and here, and you know, so Why like you have to break it, it down so for hard people. to say no to them. That's what I, well, I, I, appreciate I don't feel like their, I ever do that. I appreciate what they're doing, you know, and yeah. I get it. Like they're, yeah. they're, they want to, they think like, oh, I'm going to send Brian some work and stuff. And I, and, and I get it. Like I, I, you know, but it's not but like the they're time, asking you to, to, for a grinder, right? Like that's in right. your specific lane it's related to your lane, but <laughs> the issue isn't that I couldn't make the sign. Cause I definitely could make the sign the, 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 and I, it's not that I don't want to make the sign. It's just yeah. the setup for me to make a sign yep, is an entire day and all the back and forth with the artwork and stuff. And I just, I just told him like, if you should, I have like people on my client list that are sign makers, like just go to them. And then yeah. one guy wrote back and he was like, well, uh, you know, they're really expensive. And I'm like, right. Yeah. And so which I'm going to be the, I'm going to be as much, if not more than an actual sign shop. Like what are you talking, be more? Brian, all, all the people on that board you're on, they've seen your Instagram feed. You've got that lag mirror system <laughs> thing. You can, right. you can do it in like just 10 minutes. They'll buy the piece of sheet metal for you. What more do you need? I yeah. know. And, and I want to participate and I want to give back to my community, but I do that already by being the VP of the freaking right. board. And right. I, that's right. what I do, you know? That's, like I may, dude, I sign things and I tell people to do stuff. That's what same. I do. That's, and that's a volunteer thing. I don't get yeah. paid for that. Dude, it's so, like, so similar to the school. Like right now, it's just, that is the identical story of my work at the school where, you know, it's like for six years, I was on the school board, six fucking years on the school board, volunteering my time, right? Ran a maker club after school, all this shit. And then when it finally came time to get off the school board, I was voted onto the maintenance committee as the chair of the fucking maintenance committee. You got suckered again, buddy. Hey, Ben, we got all this work going on this summer. Could you help us with this? And I finally said- You're not going to leave us hanging, are you? I finally said, yeah, I can help you with that. I would love to be your project manager. Here's my fee. (laughs) Yeah, it is Here you go. Hire hey, me. And I've been on boards probably for more than 10 years. I, I've done all, I do that a lot. And that's all boards volunteer work and stuff. Boards are so weird. 
it gives you a good insight into how things are done, you know, if you right. want to really see behind the scenes because a lot of boards actually do control a lot of things. Yeah. And so but you're you're involved in that. Plus, it's a great networking experience. You can it get is. plugged in. But they're going to drain you dry. It is a yeah. thankless job. And yep. a lot of times you get you put yourself in the line of fire while you're doing it because you have to well, make Well, that's tough what happened with COVID, right? Being on the school board with all the COVID shit going down. Oh, my Lord, was that messy. Very, you know, like, and mask policies and all of that. And it got fugly fast. And yeah. uh, that was the time I was not happy to be on a board. Boards are kind of, in my experience anyway, um, some boards are incredibly productive, and they have decision power and, you know, they go get after it and get a lot of really good stuff done. But what seems to be more the case, at least more recently, is power has been stripped away from a lot of these boards. Um, at least the boards that I've been involved in, where they used to be decision-making boards that controlled purse strings and controlled uh, decisions and policies. Now they're advisory boards at best, you know, the and the point of so that? it's, it, it, yeah, it, it's really strange. Like I'm on the, the school board and then I also happen to be on the damn pastoral council board, which used to be <laughs> like the parish council. And I'm like, I, I know nothing about this. You're shit. damn near a deacon now. Well, come oh on. my Lord. Ben, you're a woodworker. You love boards. Come <laughs> yeah. on. Well, yeah, you like exactly. Christ the carpenter? I believe you. Yeah, he Christ was. The car. He, yeah. Yeah. I'd love to well, just be a carpenter some days, you know? So, all right, Meow. We need to <laughs> shift over uh, into WFI projects. And also, right before we do that, I want to give a big shout out to Lawrence Lake over at MaritimeKnifeSupply.com, who yeah. we will be seeing this weekend yeah. down at Blade. He's going to be wandering around. and uh, No one knows what he looks like. No Love one knows it. what he looks like. I assume <laughs> yeah. he'll be wearing a maritime He's knife supply have to wear a shirt, shirt that says Lawrence Lake on it. Yeah, uh, name tag at least. Uh, Every time so I Lawrence, think of that if you see us, name. Well, this I is think what of, happens. People come up to me at Blade, and they know who I am. I I don't know who they are, and it's a very odd thing. And and please don't take this the wrong way. I just don't recognize. You know, I'm yeah. I'm I don't even think I'm that recognizable. Apparently, I am, but in the, at that place, I am, and um. I mean, shit, I've been recognized at Home Depot and Harbor Freight and like, oh, I it's weird. <laughs> but um, so but when you, if you see me just like unless, of course, you're within my in my circle, I'll know who you are. But like, yeah, you know, make sure you mention do you your ever name have folks. Stuff. Yeah, I was just say folks do that to me a lot, uh, you know, in like that the school again, kind of a weird keep bringing up the school. But folks know me. Oh, you're Ben Butler. But. A lot of times folks will come up and say, hey, you're Ben Butler. Cool. And they won't say their name. Yeah. <laughs> right? Like, the, don't forget to I, say your name. In my old age, I have now gotten to the point where I don't even mess around with it anymore. I just tell them, like, pardon me, but can you just remind yeah. me of what your name What's is? Because I, I, I don't also, mean to be rude, but like, I know, you know, I don't know. They you. see your face all the time. So, of course, they they know what you look like. Well, we see their knives and what they make. So, like, yeah. we've never seen your face ever. So Brian Hooten is a classic example of somebody who you can recognize him because he puts his face in his content. And when I saw him at Blade last year, I knew, I recognized him right away. Like, he walked right up to him. I was like, Brian Hooten, Hooten Knives. Like, I know him. He's a patron. He's a he, he but he puts his face in his content. And I'm not saying everybody should do this because if you're not comfortable with it, don't do it. But when you go to Blade Show, 
and you you know no one knows who you are just you know hey put a name tag on or something you know yeah like, tell well, us who you are and on your instagram profile too right i tell folks that a lot put make sure your name is on your instagram profile not just your business name put your own name on there you know I who's going to be a blade this year is jared from echo blades he's coming yes, um, all that. the way from california yeah and um I I FaceTimed with him one time, so I sort of know, I remember what he looks like. He'll be hanging out with Dennis Terrell, but I imagine he'll be running around Blade quite a bit, but he's nice. he's going to be there with Dennis. Um, but yeah, that's another one, like, you know, you see a lot of his work, but, you know, you know, you won't, won't recognize uh, his face. But anyway, uh, getting back to Lawrence over at Maritime Knife Supply, if you're a maker, you make things, not specific to knives, just making anything. Make sure you go out and check out knife, uh, MaritimeKnifeSupply.com or MaritimeKnifeSupply.ca. Either one will take you to the same website. You can take advantage of the USD to Canadian exchange rate. Um, and you can buy things from Lawrence, and he'll ship it from Canada to the U.S. He does this every day, and it'll a lot of times get here, just get to you just as fast as it would if you were to buy it in the States. I've never had an issue. He's always in stock. He's got tons of great stuff on his website. And it's you're buying and supporting somebody who is in the maker community. And I love that about Lawrence. And not only that is he's an awesome connection point for a lot of different things. When we talk about uh, retail vendors selling to a community, not everyone is connected into the community they're you know they're i'm not saying anyone in specific but i'm just saying i bought things from a lot of uh vendors and you know they they're great you know they supply us with whatever but lawrence is really plugged into the community and that's why i love supporting his work and he supports ours so go to maritimeknifesupply.com and get yourself some stuff and or see him at blade show this weekend we will be probably wandering around together a little bit so oh cool well, jumping into WFI Projects, speaking of Brian over at Hooten Knives, he's got a post here, and he's doing a shim temper with a piece of angle iron. Looks like his knives got a little bit warped in the heat treat, so he's got a piece of angle iron and some C-channel, or C-clamps, and that is exactly this. what I do. That is exactly I what I do. That's how I do it. And what's yeah. funny is, like, you know, I, I just use, I don't use angle iron. I just have a bar of steel. And I, I've actually forged on one side of that bar. So it has an ever so slightly, like, thicker um, end to, instead of putting shims in it, like, if the warp is just at the end, then I'll just kind of inch that over the slightly thicker part. And that will act as my, you know, the, the shim. Yeah, shim. Yeah. So yeah. that works incredibly well. And then when you don't need it, you can always just use the rest of that bar. So that, you know, if you if you need it to just be flat or the if sometimes you get just a little baby warp, you can just heat treat it flat and it'll be flat. So, yeah, it's a great way to do that. Who knives? I have pulled out some spaghetti warps uh, doing oh, his technique yeah. where I ground uh, my Nakiri that I have in my kitchen now um, too thin before heat treat. Okay. And when I heat treated it, <clears throat> it was really thin. And uh, it's spaghetti warped. Like, I mean, it looked like uh, North Carolina Blue Ridge Mountain Road. I mean, it was <laughs> just all over the place, switchbacks and all. And um, the technique he's using, which clamping it to an angle piece of an angle is great. Um, and I didn't shim it. What I did was is I put um, the uh, another piece of steel on top of where the, the snakes were. Mm. And just clamped every single thing down flat. And because it was so thin, it flattened out fine. 
and then uh, tempered it twice, and it came out uh, not perfect, but perfect, you know, enough, enough. to where it, right. it, it solved the problem. So if you get a warp and a knife, this is the way to do it. I mean, just shim it or or somehow straighten it and then temper it. You'll be surprised what you can achieve in temper. I like that sandwich idea. I've never thought of the belt. Sandwich works. I mean, yeah. because the in that case, there was no way that I would even be able to put enough clamps on that thing to to straighten it out. It was definitely uh, definitely a must have a sandwich. Speaking of which, Germs Metalworks. I mentioned him on the show last week, was it, or the week before, about the knife that we want to do with pickle for the Maritime Knife Supply dot com uh, build. Uh, not build along. It's a uh, uh, a knife for collaboration. Char- yeah, collaboration charity knife. And um, back in April, he tagged WFI projects in some axes that he made using the same technique. Now, this is the reason why I love this community so much. So, he heard the show where I said I wanted to make a knife similar to his because I loved his that technique so much. And if you look at it, it's a green burl handle. Um, it's a, a low layer th- feather with on the inside of the feather. He has some other pieces of like twisted Damascus or some mosaic Damascus, super unique piece, you know, um, <clears throat> reminds me like a Tim Burton film kind of thing. And, uh, so I mentioned it on the show and he sent me basically a drawing that walks us through the entire process of oh, making nice. that, that steel. This is why I love this community. I'm going to just go on a little bit of a rant here and say, where else in the world can you say, I want to duplicate what you've done and or somebody has done. And that person goes, here's the roadmap. And and, and I, oh, and if you need help, by the way, here's my uh, contact information. Just reach out, man. And uh, I'll help you through it. Yeah. Most germs did that for me. And I'll, I mean, I, I just, I'm blown away by the the kindness and the camaraderie that this community has for each other, and uh, truly appreciate you guys so much. Thank jumping you so much off for doing of, that. Jumping off of that a little bit, um, with my my tumble system that I put out this past weekend. Yeah, so cool, um, dude. So dude, cool. I've had four or five people already build it. I know, I yes. saw that. And That's so awesome. many of those people are giving me little tweaks and little insights. Oh, hey, check it out. Do this next time. Try this. You know, I, it's a good idea, but this could make it a little bit better. And holy shit, is that Isn't that the most out. satisfying feeling Oh, in my the world? gosh. It get, yeah. It's giving me goosebumps just thinking about, like, I literally have goosebumps right now talking about it. It's just like. When people the, build your tools, man, it's like. Uh, it's unbelievable. <laughs> and then they, and then they make shit with it. Why am I not just being Brian House over here? Not everybody could be Brian House. Nobody could be that perfect. Come on, man. Okay. All right. Normally closed. <laughs> normally closed. <laughs> normally closed. But uh, you're right. And it's a great feeling, Brian. And um, just to quickly talk about that video, um, your your concept is great. The way you did the video work you did was fantastic. Quick, concise, quick shots. You know, you know, mm-hmm. do this, do this, buy this, you know. Very well done. Yeah, funny. I mean, it's a great video. Go out and watch Brian's Tumblr video and then make your own version of it. Brian, you might eventually come out with a set of plans or something for this. Where yeah, that's the that's the that. plan. I'm gonna try to. I think I think the way to do this is to set it up so that it, the uh, five gallon bucket sits on it, and then basically yeah. make it so that you know we could sell plans maybe over at Housemade.com <laughs> unless ah. I decide to sell it to somebody else. <laughs> 
I only take a 78% commission on everything oh, right. sold on yeah. Housemade. So that's fine. Keep but that basically make it so that all it is is just screwing in a couple, you know, of those caster wheels into that. And it's already like you get the plate and you just have to screw in the caster wheels. And do mean, you think the five gallon bucket's too big? Or I don't know. Could, do they make like a smaller yeah, bucket a, that you can buy? Yeah. Home Depot sells them there. There's like two and a half gallon buckets. There's there's different size mm. buckets that have the same, yeah. but the wall thickness isn't quite as heavy. Yeah. So you might have to. You know, but there's other well, places to source. Out. The thing with those, the reason why I want to do it with a you know bucket that you can readily buy is that like if it goes bad, it's two bucks to buy a new bucket or whatever. That's a that good is. point. Yeah, yep. yeah. As long as but you I, can make it work, I, I, was I just say think like too, you're gonna have that. It, the bucket would be so big. Would you have to have it really like yeah. an arm on the? The arm for the work rest might have to be a little longer, but maybe hey, let, let me do some testing on that. That has because especially because my week has been so short in this past week. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't really been able to dedicate time to testing with that. So yep. give me a couple know weeks. Let me come up with a better design and then we can, you know, start talking about that problem. Yeah. I liked your idea too about the screw on lid, and I've seen those at Home Depot. Uh I've bought I used to buy those all the time for uh nightcrawler buckets we used to put uh like a bunch of moss and stuff in a five gallon bucket and then pick nightcrawlers for fishing and uh put those screw on lids and then just screw, uh, drill a bunch of holes in the top so they get some air those are pretty slick and they hold really tight there's probably i don't know four thread four rows of thread on there so that would hold pretty damn well yeah it definitely would yeah Hey, uh, sure. back to WFI projects. I need to apologize to Jared from Echo Blades. I just realized that he was in Boise and I missed him and I what? didn't respond to a message he had sent me <gasps> saying, hey, man, you want to get together? So, dude, I am so freaking sorry I did not reply to you. I hope you had a good time in Boise. And the next time you're in Boise, let me know because I owe you at least <laughs> a visit. He did let you know. A beer. He did let yeah, you know like, you go to him, you bastard. Well, you I'm going to send him my phone number <laughs> so he can text this? me and call me and really bug the shit out of me. <laughs> oh, my God. I know. Babe. I feel like a total dick. Total dick. Oh I am God. so sorry, man. Oh, it's been like, I've been like a one-legged man in an ass-kicking contest around here. <laughs> I want to bring up Donnie Dulovich. Uh, this nice. is a knife he posted back in January. But somehow it got like this 19 weeks later. Somehow oh. got lifted to the top of my list on WFI projects, and um, it's a black, uh, looks like African blackwood handle, just a Damascus piece, um, you know, small petty knife or something that he put together, and it's just a beautiful, Donnie, your work, again, like him and Leon, and I, I just, I am blown away by the craftsmanship that comes out of WFI projects. I mean, you guys are just crushing it, so it looks great. And he's a fellow Floridian. He's right right across the alley from me in Homestead. So this isn't WFI projects, but it is WFI waffle. So it's it's kind of close into that sure. same situation. But uh, did you see that Jeremy Ballaball sold out on his uh, chef knife waffle? I did not see that he sold out. That's yeah, fantastic. it's all sold out. So I think he said that he's going to do the drawing later today on Wednesday. So by the time this comes out, we'll all know who won it. Hey, Good job, Jeremy. Right. Okay, nice work. Yeah. That knife was really awesome, by the way. And we're yeah, going to have uh, Jeremy on probably not next week, but maybe the following week. We'll see on um, on the show. 
Yeah. Florida man forged Justin Miller. I'm going to call you out and uh, talk about this. It's hard to see, but he's uh, got a knife in a sheath, and he just said uh, another one in the books, and it's a, it's a fantastic. It looks like a little EDC maybe, and it looks like he made the leather himself, uh, made the sheath himself, stamped it with his um, big mosquito uh, logo, and hashtag Brian made me do it. Hey. That, is, that actually, if you click on that hashtag, <laughs> uh, there's actually quite, there's, there's a few, <laughs> there's 225. Oh, no. Let's all go to Brian all, Made Me Do It. They're not all for me. I, apparently somebody did that. or I think I told, <laughs> I, I, I made the hashtag Brian told me so or something. Or Brian, I don't know. There used to be a, you know, do you guys follow Andy Berkey? Oh. No, Andy Berkey's great, man. He so he does um, gothic, uh, gothic style woodworking. He repairs Catholic churches, basically. Does some phenomenal, oh, okay. phenomenal work. Berkey's awesome. Just a pure artist. Used to be a rough and tumble contractor, but just part hippie, part artist, part woodworker. But he just he 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 has a couple of different. Um, T-shirts that he was selling for a while that were like hashtag actual moron <laughs> and hashtag blame Berkey is one oh that that goes around a fair bit in the maker woodworking community. <laughs> but yeah, we'll have to check him out. For Good sure. stuff. But, uh, all right, so Brian, Ben, you done with WFI projects uh, for now? We're gonna sure. put that away. And one, I, I can... wanted to apologize to Jared, but there was another one I was. What was I seeing? While you're looking that up, I'm going to give the dad joke of the of the yeah. week. This comes from Noah Jacobs. Appreciate you, Noah. Um, the Beastie Boys are releasing a five-part anthology. I don't know if you heard about this. Oh, yeah? Tell us about yeah. it. Parts A through D are free, all right? But you have to fight for your right to part <laughs> E. <laughs> you got to fight! For your, for your right for part E. Three boys from New York City with a dream. A dream yeah. to become rap stars, and they did it. Here's a couple quick uh, W5 projects since I was too busy apologizing for being an actual moron. Uh, red dot <laughs> red dot Hashtag. knives um, has a cool um, a EDS which is I don't know exactly what he's calling that EDS but it's a little little fixed blade thing and then he's got a breacher which also looks like it could be a bottle opener just a little uh, EDC kind of a thing. I've been playing around as I'm cutting copper and brass on the CNC and I think I mentioned this last time. But uh, playing around with some some EDC kind of stuff, your um, idea with the little rules, the rulers, the rules um, with Lawrence got me thinking about making something like that on the CNC out of brass. So I've been playing with that. Uh, but also just, hey, I can cut a fucking bottle opener on that thing or, you know, a little um, sort of EDC bottle opener slash um what do they call it oh, what are the little screw tips that you put into a impact driver or whatever the quarter inch 
uh, little tips like a Phillips head or a flat head or a like torx head. Torx yeah, head. this yeah. little hex thing that would hold one of those, you know, so you could have like a multi-tool EDC thing. Um, been playing around with that. And this one looks pretty cool from Red Knives. And the other one I saw was from MD Edgeworks. A really cool sheath. Yeah. Holy yeah, shit. Yeah. With the the with skull. The skull. Yeah, Carved and the knife the is great too. Knife's yeah. awesome. Yeah, that's this... Micah Dunn, by the way. Okay, he's awesome. Yeah, so yeah, good Plus, energy on that guy around that. Those guy. couple of guys, and then <clears throat> Kawa Jeanette, great uh, smile. Kawa Caroline blowing up the internet every time she puts her smiling face on her feed with seven hundred and thirty-two <sighs> likes. Seven hundred thirty-two. Yeah, she's crushing it. I uh, I messaged her. I saw that the other day. I was like, "Girl, you're blowing the internet up. You gotta, you know, keep showing that smile and face on the on your feed." She's like, "Yeah, I know. I kind of feel bad using that." I'm like, "Are you kidding me? <laughs> Don't feel bad. <laughs> Use Brian it. does it all the time. Right? Yeah, exactly. That's yeah. how I get all my likes. Right? I'm gonna show show up and shake my money maker, as they say. Yeah, you are normally open. So. <laughs> Goodness. To anything. All right, all right, all right. Moving on, moving on. We got to thank our patrons uh, real quick. We are uh, over an hour into the show now, and uh, we could not do what we do without the beautiful 61 members. Whoa! Was that circle. four more or three more? What is that? It's like Whoa, two or three more. Yeah. yeah. Last That's week nice. we were at 59, I think. Okay. Right? Uh, so let me read you all off. Let me let me do what I am now going to call the patron roll call. Marcus over at MW Steelworks. Mark Vanderwerf, 118 Blades. Justin Miller, Florida Man Forge. Devin and Dustin O'Hara. O'Hara at the Art of Craftsmanship. Noah Bloomberg of Entiat River Forge. Michael Nye, Jamie the Squid. Jamie Blow. Eric at Overall Maker Works, Bob Ryan, Brigham Kendell, Scott Wilkerson, which is at Phoenix Works, W-E-R-K-S. Come on, Scott. Get out there, buddy. Got to start posting more, buddy. Appreciate hearing from you every time, so make something up. Do it up. Keith Drennan over at Blackthorn Concepts, Bob at Shed underscore 72, Brian Hooten of Hooten Knives, Jason Moss, our man in Texas, Mark LeBlanc in Canada, that's Papa underscore Hatch underscore X, Ken Kemna, Crafty Man Forge, which got a shout out on the Making Making It podcast the other nice. day. James Hunsberger of Hunsberger Knives, Cardoso Knives in Portugal, KnifeMaterial.at, Brian Absher over at Moonshine Leatherworks, The Working Hands Podcast, one of my, quickly becoming one of my favorite podcasts in the circuit, uh, Ryan Chadbourne of, uh, Ryan Chadbourne of, uh, Ryan Chadbourne Knifeworks, uh, I'm used to saying Ryan Coakley because that's his name, uh, <laughs> Carol Ann Jeanette Racine. Oxford Blade Co., MaritimeKnifeSupply.com, Richard Beck over at BecksArmory.com, uh, Jared Weaver at Weaver's Custom Metalworks, which is Master of Metal Manipulation on Instagram, Leon Shanks, which is Two Birds Blade Works, Dennis Terrell, we will see you this weekend, Dennis. Uh, he's probably listening to this right now on his way to Atlanta, to Hotlanta. Just know... Dennis and Jared of Echo Blades. We will see you very soon. 
Uh, Thomas Moberg, TMO Knives. Donnie Dulovich in Florida. Maximus Knives. Neil, we're going to see you this weekend, too. That's who I'm hanging out with all weekend. Oh, I gave him some shit the other day. I gave him some shit the other day. (laughs) Uh, I was calling him out for his hair, his little hair flip. You know. <laughs> <laughs> what? Like, I when he did the when he did the yeah. chop that oh, thing with your tongue. Oh yeah, I saw it. It's it like too. he had yeah, a fucking really funny. mop on his head. I was like, oh, I'm beautiful. I'm just so I'm beautiful. beautiful. <laughs> Somebody needs to make that into a meme. Yeah, I was uh, like, dude, Trox no flip, no hair. Come on, no hair flip. Trox no. Claire custom cutlery, Echo Blades, Jared over at Echo. Uh, Nate Wapple of Walrus Steel will be seeing you this weekend, Nate. Um, I'm bunking with Nate actually. Uh, Zach Byrne at Burn Blades, full steam designs by Chris Powell, Matthew Angel at Ad.KnifeWorks, Wesley Crum, Benjamin Mullins, Matt Bicker at DIY Europe. Uh, he's over in Holland. Dustin Yahima, Toby, Toby Mural of UK Knife Maker Supplies. Uh, and also he's the uh, co-host of the Fire and Steel podcast with owner Taglar, dies in every, dies in every film customs uh jeremy ballaball ira housework my cousin ira uh reaper metalworks uh bobby over at reaper metalworks chris larson at the midnight dash maker nord nord artisan eric andrews at sourwood creations todd harrington at th blades kyle daly of kh daily knives we'll be seeing him this weekend adrian brielle at adrian brielle underscore forge in south africa Lando Novak, the abstract blacksmith, one of my favorite pe- people on the planet. Don Kirshner, Woodland Iron, Mr. Tony over at Woodland Iron. Timber Tiger Forge, Mr. Chris Magnus. We appreciate you, Chris. Zachary Saul at, um, he's Pater, Pater Nostri Fabrica on Instagram. P-A-T-E-R-N-O-S-T-R-I-F-A-B-R-I-C-A. All right, and then our final two new patrons, New Forest Forge, Mr. Stu Middleton at New Forest Forge, and Ron Hips at RH Maker Solutions. And uh, Ron is the guy who is making our surface grinders for us now. So um, surface grinders are now being made by Mr. Ron Hips in uh, near uh, Ben's hometown of Pennsyl- in Pennsylvania. And uh, they're made in a small machine shop at Ron's house. And if you need a surface grinder, go check out my website, housemade.us, and you might find a tool or an accessory or build yourself a grinder or whatever. And uh, Mr. Ron will be the, the one who builds that surface grinder for you. So that's it. All 61 of you. Beautiful people on Patreon. Thank you so much. Great people. Couldn't couldn't make it to Blade without you guys, so I appreciate every single <laughs> one of you guys. And you believe it? 61 people. 61 people. Wasting their money with us. Stop it. <laughs> the hell out uh, of you. Oh, jeez. Did we lose Ben? Did we lose Ben? I haven't heard uh, him in a minute. Ben, are you there? I'm here. Sorry, I'm here. Okay. <laughs> I had to go grab a piece of leather quick. <sighs> what are you doing in the background there? I'm hearing something running. Yeah, that's kind of the other reason I was unmuted. Cutting a piece of vinyl. Oh, okay. Yeah. I got the old cricket right. machine fired up. You guys have a cricket? Cricut? Whatever they're called. Oh, what? No, no. no little, one of those awesome. little fucking vinyl cutter uh, deals that uh, the crafty gals use. 
I got one, I don't know, it's probably a couple years ago now. My mom got it. Uh, and, well, we bought one for my mom and she was like, I don't know what to do with this thing. And then she started using it to, you know, cut cardstock, cut vinyl, cut whatever. And she's like, this thing's amazing. You have to have one. So like the next day one showed up at the door. <laughs> but it's so funny. I always give her crap because when she got it, there was like a major sale going on on them. And of course, the one that was like on super sale was the pink model. So I've got a, a sexy little pink cricket vinyl cutter machine. <laughs> But uh, Jack I and I've been. Go ahead. Is is that just the way that a lot of people who aren't normally makers, like they they picture something in their head, they design it on the computer, and then they make it, and they're like, "Oh my god, this is so cool!" Right? Yeah, it's really cool. Um, I don't use it as much as I probably could or should, but I was just cutting a piece of iron-on uh, vinyl to make a Butler built shirt because I don't have any logo shirts and i'm like shit i can do that myself so you know it's How would one those, of those maximize those, every second of the day <laughs> i wonder if those would work really well to make those little a little vinyl outcut of your your logo that's, to that's use. what people do etching no, yep for etching blades yeah remember when ben's bites was on that's what he was that's that's his oh, sort yeah. of uh one of his original methods before <laughs> Or I guess it's yeah. still how he does it with the yeah, laser. Yeah, he makes his right? stencils that way. Do yeah. I have that bad a memory that I forgot that? Goodness. Apparently, <laughs> man, you're not that old. You're too, too young only, to be losing your mind. Only eight what? concussions later, you know. <laughs> What'd you guys think of the um, of the new intro? I like yeah, it. Yeah, that was, I was cool. I like that. that. I like yeah. it. Yep. I'm a, you you want to hear the story behind that? Yeah, yeah, sure. Why not? So I deleted the all of the i was cleaning out the podcast folder because it was getting really full of just old shows and audio and whatever and i deleted a bunch of files uh that just we don't use anymore and in incidentally <clears throat> accidentally deleted the intro uh file that i used to use you know and when you go into audition it's like it's in there and it references like a file, you know, somewhere. Well, I'm like, oh, I should be able to get it back or I should be able to just like pull it off of an old show or something. But it's impossible because we o we talk over it all the time. And I edit it in, you know, I edit it and it kind of mixes in. And I'm like, it's about time anyway, you know, to uh, re-record -re that and just, you know, make, make a new one or whatever. And as I recorded it, I was <clears throat> playing around inside of Audition, and uh, there's a setting in there that sounds, it's like basically an EQ setting that says make yourself sound like you're on an old radio. And I was like, yeah, it'd be really freaking cool if we did like a tune-in sound type deal and let you're tuning into the Work For It podcast. And um, I just went with it, and it, um, I've gotten so many messages from people that say they love it. So that's good. It turned out. Good shit. Good yeah. stuff. So anyway, um, <clears throat> we're now we're fourteen in. I think I think we got to wrap this thing up because I got to get it edited, and um, and then I know Ben's got places to go. He's got a, like a church. He's got like eight or nine church board meetings. He's got to go to over at the <laughs> church there. He's on like uh. every. He's the VP of every board over there. But um, but listen, if we if you see us at Blade, make sure you come up and say hi. 
And yeah. uh, let's take a picture. I want like pictures with everybody. So just come and hang out and talk and whatever else. I'm going to uh, have I'm going to have like 200 stickers and like or no, 100 stickers and 200 business cards to give out. And I'm not expecting to bring home anything. So nice. Come get some. I just ordered some stickers the other day from Sticker Mule. They had a deal. That's the place to get it. Make sure you get yourself a bottle of hot sauce while you're on StickerMule.com. Yeah. Their hot sauce, their mule their own... sauce is amazing. Yeah? I haven't tried uh, it. And I'm not kidding. I use it every day. I, nice. I put it on my tacos every day, yeah. I saw that they're starting their own social network or something. Well, that's weird. I don't know. Where did I see that? Um, I don't know is if it, it was in the email or Mule what? book? I don't know. <laughs> Uh, but they all, they often have a deal Sticker where book. it's like fifty stickers for ten bucks or something crazy. Yeah, we just did it. And then I use like three email accounts. <laughs> and you got all different ones. And they Although. don't they, they don't they don't mind it seemingly. It's funny they they end up every time I've done it, I'll order you know one hundred and fifty stickers for thirty bucks basically three different email accounts and they show up in the same box. Oh my god, they know you're doing it. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. So when I did those holographic stickers for that that offset serrated knife, which I finally yeah. got those out, of course. Um they they I bought on Sticker Mule on one of their deals. Well, when it's not on a deal, those shits are kind of expensive. Oh yeah. Yeah, well, yes. I had to reorder the exact same ones because I wanted to get the exact same ones back out, and holy shit, that sucks. <laughs> Yeah, we spend about every time we do a sticker order, it's like fifteen to seventeen hundred dollars. Yeah, Jesus. stickers aren't—they can <clears throat> yeah. be as much as a dollar a sticker. You yeah, know, from yeah. some places, if not yeah. more. Even. Yeah, we buy sets like sets of like a thousand each. Yeah. And I'll do like a run of like four four different designs. It's not quite a—it's not a dollar a sticker. I think it's like twenty-five cents or thirty-five cents a sticker, but it's it's up there. I mean, it gets up yeah. there. Yeah. yeah, I've been yeah, designing sure. some different stickers as well. I think I'm going to try to get another order in, but I just wanted to get some with my logo uh, for starters, but then I got some other ideas for some stickers. Stickers are weird, right? I feel like um, they rise and fall in popularity, and you see like the sticker swap stuff. Like it seems to be popular again now to stick it's time swap. for fresh designs. That's <laughs> yep. that's the thing. And you have to be constantly designed. So like yeah. Sarah is always working on a new sticker pack design yeah. because they get played out. Yep. And it's just a thing, you know, like everybody now has my hard work and good luck. Yeah. You know, horseshoes. Those are and great stickers. Man, and the, yeah, way, yeah. Yeah. And the skull, like they're in yep. every piece of social media. You see them all over the place. Yeah. And it's because I just send them out willy nilly, like whatever, yep. like, you know, and, and people go, Hey, I want a sticker pack. Speaking of design. And you mentioned this, all the fucking bullshit you were dealing with, with your website, but man, that's still going great. on by the way. Looking great. They have denied, <laughs> they have denied all acts. Oh, guess what? No, we've got Shopify in, involved now. And Shopify went back on them because they are a preferred vendor for Shopify. Oh. And they verified yesterday, finally, verified that it is, in fact, their code. It has nothing to do with anything else. It's their code. Wow. And uh, they're, they're, they're basically holding our money in escrow now because like oh. we went through, we hired this company through Shopify. Yeah. So Shopify is putting the screws to these people. There you go. I don't get that because, you know, it's like, it's if it is your code, 
People are gonna find out. It's not like you can't see someone's code. Oh, it's it's definitely their code. <laughs> you know? we, we've we've now verified it, and and, and uh, Nate over at Waller Steel has been helping us uh, do the uh, okay. diagnosis because he his one of his machines is affected. Yeah. So uh, he he's like a really classic example of like and and you know it, it it's a whole thing, but whatever. But hey, Brian, it's kick nuts. on that music. We gotta end yeah, this baby. shit. I gotta I gotta, I gotta get, get out of here. I gotta get packing and and uh, go pick up pickle from the airport in a couple hours. So anyway, Bye, boys. All right, listen. We appreciate you if you've been listening to the Work for It podcast and you want to support. If the if your heartstrings are pulling you to help us financially. Go to patreon.com forward slash work for it. You can support us for as little as $1 a month. And when you do that, it goes into a coffer and then it helps us travel. Like we're traveling this week into Blade Show. A little bit of that money goes into a bucket so that it helps pay for all that stuff to, to get, you know, get us there to the show and put us up and all of that. So we Man, truly appreciate you guys. A dollar a show. What is that? Like a quarter or a dollar a month. That's like a quarter a show. Come on. Oh, yeah. We do a show a week. You know, 52 yeah, total shows. There so, it is. Uh, there it is. Yeah, absolutely. 52 total shows a year, and uh, you're paying pennies on the dollar for, you know, this amazing, beautiful content that we put <laughs> out right here. I mean, this is top-notch shit. So. You're getting full of yourself over there, Brian. Come on now. You're just now figuring this out, Brian? <laughs> <laughs> what took you so long? Oh, All right. Geez. Adios. I boys. Later. Later. Come on, come on, come See on. You See you show. If you're traveling to Blade, travel Bye. safe. Blade show. Blade Blade show. Blade show. Blade show. Blade show. Do you want to leave that in? Come on, leave it in. I haven't hit stop yet. I'm just going to let Ben go on and on. Get your blow, blow with the Blade Show show. All right.